0: Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and tune in.
1: Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis.
0: And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And today we are joined um, by Wanda Harold. Wanda, how are you doing today?
2: I'm okay, thank you. Good. It's
0: good to have you here. We have a little icebreaker question we always like to ask uh, when people come on. Uh, what kind of ice cream do you like? Do you Are you an ice cream lover?
2: I am, but I can no longer eat ice cream. Oh, sorry. I'm so
0: sorry to ask you that. If you could.
2: If I could, it would be uh, peanut butter vanilla is my favorite. Uh,
0: peanut butter vanilla. I've not had that. Grayson would halfway like that. I Because <laughs> <laughs> he loves vanilla ice cream. Um, that's good. And where would it be from? Tots. Um, so Tots. Very good. A good shout out uh, again to Tots. Um, mm-hmm. second one so far. So yeah, Wanda, uh, we've had you on here before yes. and, um, welcome back.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
0: It's good to have you here. Uh, just to give us for those that maybe haven't heard your testimony before. And for those that have, uh, just give us a little bit of a catch up on your story. Like what was, what was your life like growing up? Did you grow up in the Valley?
2: I grew up in Woodstock, Virginia. Went to school in Woodstock and then high school was in Strasburg. Okay. I lived down there until I was 18. I moved to Harrisonburg. Okay. Uh, been up here ever since. So you had siblings? Yes, ma'am. I have four, uh, three
0: other sisters. Okay. And so what was that like growing up? Did you have any church affiliation? Was you...
2: uh, We did as younger kids because we lived with my grandparents, mm-hmm. or my grandmother, sorry. And uh, she kept us in church. And when we went back to live with my mother, then uh, we kind of got out of church. Yeah. And then I guess when I was 20, I started going to church again. Okay, I went to the Brethren Church of um, Mount Bethel Brethren. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In Clover Hill. Yeah, so I went there for a while, and then I I just stopped going. Yeah, uh, I didn't agree with with some of their with some of their ways. Yeah,
0: so so at that point, kind of just went
2: away from church. Would that be? Yes, it? I did. I I went away from church, and uh, I guess I'm not. I wasn't really as into church as I am right now. I did get baptized and saved through the Brethren Church, mm-hmm. but from what I see it today, that really meant nothing to me because I didn't have that relationship with God right and today it, it's a total different walk because um, I'm uh, through him I I walk with him you know and yeah. I, I do his work yeah
0: Jesus come to to save us um, and not just save us but to to live in us through the Holy Spirit and it's relational not so much religious I guess you would say right so it is different I've always I always think though if we look back, we can usually find something within the church that we can be grateful for, a foundation, yes. learning to know the Word and things like that. So I think it all adds up to the relationship we have today. It gives us some, we can look back and know some stories and have some foundation in that way.
1: Well, Wanda, maybe there's some things you'd like to share in between, but what you said you had left the church kind of where... Not into it for a while. What brought you back into the church and uh, wanting to deepen your relationship with the Lord? Uh, In
2: 2016, I got charges for selling meth, for manufacturing meth, for distribution. And well, I was an addict, and and I sold it. Then I spent six months in jail, and I met Pastor Terry there, and she uh, she ministered to. To the ladies there, and uh, on July the thirteenth is when I accepted Christ in my, my life again, and uh, and I got out in December the twentieth, the twentieth or twenty first, and I come to church, and and that's when I decided that I'm going to live for the Lord. And what year was that? 2016. Uh, the charges were, but 2017 is mm-hmm. when when I started coming to church. When you showed up. So you showed up on a Sunday
0: morning. Yes, ma'am. And then you showed up on a Monday night. Is that right?
2: Yes, ma'am, for Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. Yes.
0: I remember meeting you that night. I was doing newcomers. Yes, you were. (laughs) Um, I remember even a few of the girls that was in that group. I just, I don't remember every person, you know, that come through. But, man, that night, there was just such a vivid, I have such a vivid memory of you sitting in that group of newcomers.
2: I was a lost one. I was a lost soul sitting there. Yeah. That's for sure.
0: Well, so what would you say was your greatest struggle coming back in the church?
2: My greatest struggle was what I'd fit in, what I would fit in with this big church. Yeah. The way I dress, the, where I come from. Um, yeah. My sexuality. You yeah.
0: Know? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure.
2: Sure, I'll talk about it. You were struggling with your sexuality. Um, just. Yeah, that help. was another thing that kept me away from church because they said it was a sin and that's when I started not believing in the Bible because I thought God made me this way. Mm. Why would he send me to hell? Mm. Yeah. It was my thoughts. I thought I thought I was born that way. Yeah. <laughs> but when I gave my life to Christ, that was something that I also decided to to do away with because it's a sin. Mm. And um yeah, I decided to live my life for the Lord, and I couldn't live my life with for the Lord knowing that I was doing something against His will. And um, it has not been hard for me at all. I I believe what I read in the Bible, and I I believe that people who who think that they are born gay or that their family made them gay or whatever, I I I can't say as I believe that anymore because. The, the Lord proved to me that He can save me from it, save right. me from the sin of homosexuality, and that He could, you know, to me I know now that I wasn't born that way. I think that not trusting the men that I've had as mentors in my life uh, has led me astray from uh, from the men, and yeah. was what has caused me to to turn or to be attracted to women because. Of, the more caring, and the more nurturing that yeah. a woman is versus the men. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but the Lord showed me that He could be that way for me. Amen. I didn't need, what a testimony! I didn't need a man or a woman to yeah. to comfort me that that I had I had the power of the Lord.
0: Yeah, the Amen. power of the Holy Spirit and that relationship that He wants to have with us to be our everything. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. I know that's not easy but I'm grateful that you are sharing that today. I think it's not, probably not talked about
2: enough. No. It's, it's not and then when when I tell people they're like, "You?" I'm like, you, "You know, and it's like before before I even started coming to church, I you know, you had to look at me and you could you could see that I wasn't the same as everybody else."
0: Yeah. Do you still like those colored blouses, the floral blouses though?
2: Honey, <laughs> I never wore them. <laughs> I'm picking on you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had yeah. to pick on you a little bit. Yeah. I know some people
2: tried to really uh, uh-huh. pretty you up. Yeah, yeah. They are, I do have a friend that likes to pretty me up, but, <laughs> but well. I I try to stay away from, from that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you want to be true to who you are. Yes. Yeah, and I understand that totally. Well, Wanda, as you were sharing, I was um, thinking about something I've heard my dad say before about how you know we're all born with a sin nature. And God loves us the way we are, but he loves us enough not to leave us that way. Um, mm. Dad was talking with somebody who had similar struggles as you were sharing before. And the person's name that he was talking to, he said, yeah, well, I was born a liar. But, you know, that doesn't mean I can continue in it. God delivered me from that. Yeah. So, And that's the truth. Whatever it is that we're sin-wise, that we're attracted to. God loves us the way we are, but he loves us enough to save us from that, to cleanse us from that sin. Amen.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know, every person um, has a journey. They don't all look the same, but we have the same God that um, is willing to meet us at our point of need. And like Grayson said, we all have been born with a weak plank, yeah. right? Um, but God is greater, and so... Um, I pray that anyone listening today that would uh, be struggling would find someone that they could talk to, that they could trust and um, begin to work through those things. What did that look like coming into the church? And um, I remember you saying something that night about the scripture in that newcomer? Yes, um, You made a comment about the scripture that night, that you did believe the scripture. Yes, and what it said. Yes,
2: and um, that I I haven't
0: forgot that.
2: Well, you've got to believe it because the Bible's God's word, and what He says is truth. Is it's you know it's there, and I can't make up my rules in my life and still still serve God. I mean, I got to live by His rules, right? And that's one of the rules that He said that He couldn't uh, allow that, and yeah. uh, so His Word says that
0: um, when we live in obedience that He blesses us. Could you talk a little bit about that in your life? How have you seen the blessing?
2: I have seen so many blessings in my in my past five years of being here. When I first started coming to the church, I lived with in my mom's house. Mm. And I've always depended on other people to take care of me because I felt like, I wasn't good enough to, to have my own place, mm. or I guess it's I wasn't secure enough. Yeah. And the Lord's blessed me with a three-bedroom townhouse, um, that I take care of with just me and my daughter. Mm. It's in the, in the basement has a studio apartment, and she rents that that's out. Okay. So if we pay half. So He's blessed me with that. He's blessed me with um, all the furniture and the stuff that's in the home. I mean, I. I started with nothing. Mm. Uh, if he, he He's blessed me with health, my health. I I used to take four different medications for depression. Mm. And as of today, I take none. Wow. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. I'm like, I can't let this pill control my moods. Mm. I've, got, I've got to learn to, to be at peace with me through God. Mm. And that I don't need this pill to find peace, mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: and they can help people for a yeah. season, and right. some people are. I'm grateful that you can get off of it. Someone listening might feel um, a little challenged by that, right. but it's okay to feel a little right. challenged.
2: I understand that because this, I believe that mental health is a problem. But I've I overcame it, and and I got to thank the Lord for that. Right. Also, the Lord's uh, blessed me with new job opportunities. Um, and I think it's just the work of God that, that he's put me in the path of taking care of elderly folks. Yeah. Um, that's something that I'd never done on my own. Mm. You know, I just got a call one day from a, a Christian friend of mine and said, hey, would you be interested? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, so I said, I got to check it out. Yeah. So I go up there and, you know, and it's, that was two years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. And it's it's a ministry in itself. Absolutely. Sitting with the folks and just praying with them and reading and, the Bible to them. and Yeah.
0: And you don't just, like, you've walked people to the end of their life, and then you've helped the family. Yes. In the midst of trying to figure out finances and figure out, how that they can move forward. Like, it hasn't ended just with that person, but it's become a family right, that you're ministering to. Right,
2: exactly. Um, the latest one I've lost, um, he, uh, he died unexpectedly, and the family's from out of town, and I I have to sit and, uh, and help help the lady, you know, get, get money that she didn't even have because the money was, was invested in some places that she couldn't get. right. Right. right away that she had to wait ninety days or more to get it um, and i never never in my life knew you know how to how to do this kind of work and and again, that's another thing that the Lord's blessed me with is the knowledge to know that one day you can sit down and you can fill out these papers for this lady and you can you can see that she has the money that she needs mm. and um I succeeded in doing it just, yeah you know yeah. The, the family's happy so you do that but that's not all you do uh no oh. i do a lot of volunteer work um uh, i've worked at hope distributed for oh, maybe five years okay um i work on thursdays i used to work thursdays and saturdays but uh I hated that I had to give the Saturdays up, but I've got people that I've, I've got to take care of. Also, I help with uh, open doors. I help cook uh, for the homeless there. Yeah. Um, it's just various things that I do. I just really, you know, I don't know all of them. Right,
0: and that you know, you hit on some of the the ones that you mentioned that are key for us as a church. Um, Hope distributed. Uh, you know, we have a, a partnership there, and, and same with Open Doors. Um, these are both folks, ministries, where folks are down on their luck. Yes. Um, not having enough money for groceries, um, and then not having a home. Right. What inspires you the most um, to show up and work to help those folks?
2: What inspires me the most is like at Hope Distributed... Like when we when the pandemic started mm-hmm. and we had to do the drive-through, and um, I, I would stand outside there a lot, and it's just the people that just come in and ask, "Could you pray for me?" Yeah, you know, I'm I'm struggling. You know, uh, and I say, "Sure, pull your car over here," you know, and then because we, you build a relationship with those. Folks. Oh yes, yes. Because d- you see them yes, on a monthly basis, uh-huh. and uh, so I, I'll pray with them or. If I didn't, if I couldn't have time, I would ask somebody uh, else to come over there and pray for them. Um, That inspired me a lot. And and what else inspired me is to know that when I go home, I got food. Yeah. These folks don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the clients that we have and just to, to see them to come in there and just be, be satisfied for what they get. And grateful, and grateful. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. I Grayson and I both um, volunteer at the food bank first Thursday of every month, and um, there's a, an elderly crew that comes mm-hmm. through, some senior citizens. And man, I I was on sabbatical last month and I missed it. You know, I wasn't there and I missed them. Like I can't wait to see them.
2: I know. You again, know. you get attached to them. You do,
0: yeah. and. There's blessing in that not only did God save you, set you on your feet, give you everything that you need to live a godly life, but then he makes you a minister of reconciliation where you take the hand of the person and and the hand of God uh, figuratively, figuratively and they know that you're that person. They know that you're the one that they can count on because you've become someone in their life that they look forward to seeing. Yes. I don't think we can measure the joy that comes from serving and building those relationships. Um, and not just with the the people that are coming through, but the people we work with. Yes. I would like for you, I'm going to switch gears for just a second, and we're going to switch to someone that you work beside a whole lot, and I don't even have to say her name. You know who I'm talking about.
2: Pearl Parks? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Talk about, tell me about your and Pearl's relationship and how you all serve together.
2: Oh, my. It's, uh, it's just a godsend that Pearl and I is together. <laughs> we are two different people. <laughs> Uh, when i met miss pearl i, I muttering life group uh, which i didn't think that i would even fit in there and i remember miss pearl saying to me a couple of years later she said i looked over there at you and i said she ain't staying <laughs> <laughs> and uh you surprised I, her i surprised her i sure did um I've been going to the life group ever since, um, well, the first one they had in 2017. Yeah. And Miss Pearl seen me through uh, all the court battles that I had to go through. She was right there by my side. Because you didn't just come out of jail. You
0: didn't just come out of there and that you were out scot-free. You had things you had to deal with.
2: Yes. They let me out out by the grace of God that they let me out the day they did. Because I hadn't been charged. I mean, I'd been charged, but I hadn't been convicted. So I knew when I got out that it's a possibility that I could be going back. Yeah. So between Miss Pearl and Pastor Terry, they was both there for me. As a matter of fact, Pastor Terry got up and testified for me. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. And uh, and, and Miss Pearl seen some things she's... Never witnessed in her life, yeah. and I said, Miss Pearl, I'm sorry that I had to put you through this. But she says, Oh no, I'm learning.
0: Yeah, she's a she's a learner. Yeah, um, she hangs in there, and is with us at Celebrate Recovery, and encourages and does that newcomer and meets every new person. Yeah,
2: you know. and, uh, she, uh, I mean, her, and I do a, a lot of cooking together with with the church whenever there's some some activities going on and needs to be cooking. Miss Pearl says. She puts my name down. She uh-huh. says, Why did I sign you up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I, I enjoy working with Pearl Parks. Uh, she's she's a wonderful lady. She's been such an inspiration to me. As is Pastor Terry. Yeah. You, you know, uh, they've, they've really seen me through a
1: lot. Yeah. yeah. And recently, uh, yeah, you mentioned cooking meals for Open Doors with Pearl. I recently, uh, we, we served together helping cook a meal. Uncle Walt. Yes, sir. <laughs> Walt Adams, known yeah. as Uncle, Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt, yep. So I'm thinking to myself when I show, and that was, you know, I've helped serve a few times for Open Doors, but that was the first time I had helped cook. When I saw you and Pearl and Walt, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Hopefully <laughs> they can find something for me to do. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, was, it was a pleasure working with you, Grayson. It was, that's the first time I think I've ever been side by side with you working. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. a beautiful thing about serving in the church. You get to know your church yeah. family, and sometimes we can look at a distance and think that we'd never have anything in common, like you and Pearl. Yeah. She looked over and went, Well, she's not staying, yeah. you know? And you probably looked at her and went, Well, she's probably not going to hang out with me.
2: <laughs> and y'all go everywhere together. We sure do. Um, we- We've traveled different states together. Uh, in the past two years, we've been up in Pennsylvania together. We we go everywhere together. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful.
0: Um, she is, she's just a, an amazing lady, and I'm just grateful that she's been your mentor.
2: She sure
1: has. And, yes, uh,
0: you've taught her some things too. Oh yeah, and she. <laughs>
2: I you know, I had to call her the other day and I said, Miss Pearl, I was so upset and um, I forget what it was when I went on vacation and um I said a bad word and I said, Miss Pearl, I said I, I, I had to pray tonight and I had to ask for forgiveness because I was really Yeah I was cursing and you know and I shouldn't have been doing that. And mm. and she says, Well, I'm sure that the Lord's Lord's gonna forgive you for whatever it was that you said but, yeah, yeah. She's just she's always there for me, no matter what, that's no matter a, what time, day or night.
0: And that's good accountability, you know, when you can call somebody and just let them know, hey, you know what, I messed up today, and they point you to God. There's no judgment in that, yeah, but grace.
2: But see, Miss Pearl was my sponsor when I started Celebrate Recovery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even though I don't go to Celebrate Recovery no more. I still look at Pearl as as yep. my mentor or, or as my sponsor. or.
0: I think that's kind of, isn't that just kind of a given? Yeah. Like when you have that deep relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she knows it or not. Well. <laughs> she does now when she hears yeah. this. Uh, that's powerful. Um, Wanda, it is just amazing. Like I said, I've watched you. I, I, I remember the first Sunday you walked in, the Monday you walked in. You know, there's times when people walk in and you just know that God's up to something, and yeah. um, you're one of those people, and um, just grateful to watch. You know, your life, and you may go, "Well, I'm not where I want to be," and I would say, "Well, you're not where you used to be." Amen. And it's a slow, yeah. you know, it's it's a journey. We don't get there overnight. I think you're doing great. Um, Thank you. I think that um, it's it is a joy to watch you to see you stay in relationship and uh, to see you walk away from your past and and even help others that struggle like you've been there for
2: others that have that struggle and yeah I got a couple people I sponsor yeah uh, with with AA yeah and um, that's
0: powerful and you know. We're here, we're not even, we haven't even talked about what it was like to come away from the life of drugs. But you've managed that too, like through the Lord. He's given you the strength um, to walk away from it all. Yeah,
2: it's, and and I I don't see anybody getting off of any addiction they have without the Lord. Because I know I don't have the strength myself to do that. Right,
0: I agree. I understand that. Um,
2: it, It had to be from Him.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, um, can't really go into it today. Uh, we're not quite there. And I think we're getting short we'll on time. To
1: have you back?
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have you back, but, okay, um, you know, I know that there are some opportunities ahead where you might be able to go back in to the very place you were incarcerated to encourage other people. Um, how does that make you feel?
2: Uh, that makes me feel very blessed to even being asked to be part of part of that um, I know when i when I sat behind those bars, my goal and my dream was to be on the other side where Pastor Terry was Ah oh, um, wow, speaking wow to those on the inside as long as I was able to walk out that door,
0: yeah, so God knows our desires. Yeah, and he gives us more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. Exactly. Um, wow. Well, I didn't but, know that. Yeah. But that just makes this even more special to realize that even there,
2: you had the desire to help other people. Yeah, that's that's what I told. I told Pastor Terry. I said, when I get out of here, I I you know my goal is to to keep these women out of jail because it's it's not a place to be it's not a good place to be mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's it's nasty and it's just lost lost souls in there yeah
0: i do have a question i know that today um, you're giving god all the glory but we do have an enemy right absolutely um, and i think that like it hasn't been all easy for you no it it's hasn't it's been a but,
2: journey you know i've i've learned that I can't, I can't give Satan no more of my power. Mm. Um, I gave him enough, right, uh, years ago, yeah. and he, he he can't have it no more. And I just, on my bad days, I just I just look to the Lord and I said, Lord, I you know you, you've not brought me this far,
1: to see me go backwards.
2: Mm. And, Amen. And that's what I that's what I tell myself on the bad mm-hmm. days. You yeah. Know.
1: He's there on the good days and the bad days. That's
2: right. you got to accept him on both.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He knows a good bit more about the bad days than we do, don't he? That's exactly right, and he's going to get us through them. Yeah, amen. Your faith is um, inspiring.
1: Well, Wanda, thank you uh, for joining us for today's broadcast of Hope Talks. Just anything in closing you want to share with us that you haven't shared already or we haven't asked you.
2: Well, I would just like to say that if there's any anybody listening who's struggling with any addictions or or any any problems that there's nothing that the Lord can't fix. Amen. It's the nothing that the Lord can't can't get you out of. Amen. Whether it's your addictions, your homosexualities, your whatever, you know, that God can fix it and He will. You just and, gotta ask. And maybe
0: you're living with someone that's addicted and you don't know what to do. There's there's help and there's hope yes, in absolutely. those places. And I would just uh, give a shameless plug for Celebrate Recovery at this point. If that is you and you're looking for someone that you could um, confide in, somewhere that you could learn some tools and have some resources to know how to deal with uh, walking with someone, that's not where you know they need to be, uh, this is a good place to come on Monday nights at 630,
1: um, 1871, Boyer's Road. Well, Wanda, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for being willing to share with us. It's been great to have you.
2: Well, thanks for inviting me.
1: Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard Wanda Harold share today, that today's broadcast truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks
0: is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg-Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or
2: 102.1 FM WBTX.